This is Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to anyone of the Dream Team right now. Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Vinnie Penn bringing the ha-ha. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Susan Sims. Bobby working on news over there. How are you doing, Bobby? The lights are so dim in your booth. You 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 like my mood lighting. You know what I would like to get for Christmas time? I want to put lights up, you know, so it'll make it even darker, but but Christmassy darker with the mood lighting. And then, then of course, I'd I'd like to get some of those. You know those beads that make doorways? Oh, yeah. The, The hanging beads. Wouldn't that be very, very retro cool? I'd... I'd like that from Santa. So you're going to put uh, lights around the window there. That'll look good Uh with the lava lamp. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. See, Judy gets me. Yeah. Already thinking about Christmas. (laughs) It is, uh, of course, Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, we hope mm-hmm. you enjoyed your Thanksgiving, having a good Thanksgiving weekend. Remember, please don't feed your animals any bones. No, 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 no. Nothing from the table. Let's just leave it at that. Well, Dr. Debbie says that's when she has all her clients. She makes a lot of money this time of year. <laughs> she hear you? Of course, she didn't hear me say that. <laughs> the holidays nice aren't help. good. Yeah, no. And in fact, today, Dr. Ruth McPeat joining us uh, to talk about the holidays. Also, the monks of New Skeet. Have you ever heard of the monks of New Skeet, Bobby? I don't believe this is real. I think this is something you made up. No, no. Just, this is true. Real. Just to screw with me. The monks of New Skeet. And by the way, for those of you that are wondering, they're... Uh, Eastern Orthodox, I guess they have a community in Cambridge, New York. We'll find right. out a little more. They raise oh, uh, going German to Shepherds. Now? Yeah, Jeez. probably. Well, these guys oh, had a best selling book, several best selling books many. for years. Yes. They know a lot about dogs, and they're supposed to join us today. Now, i got to admit, we were supposed to have them a cut their last book. Right. We've tried several mm-hmm. times, and it just hasn't gone all the way through, so I'm crossing my fingers that it's going to happen today. All here on Animal Radio, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. What are you working on in the newsroom there? We have actually some good news from Mainline Animal Rescue and what they are doing each and every time NFL quarterback Michael Vick gets sacked. I'll give you the good news coming up. <laughs> Do you like dogs or cats more? Are you specious? I guess this guest we're going to be having on in a few minutes says dogs are better than cats. There was actually a survey done. Hopefully, really? he can, yes, he can give us the results of the survey. Scientific evidence yes. that dogs are better than cats? Well, I don't know what the survey showed. Eh, we'll see about yeah. that. I'm kind of a and cat did guy. Dogs, were dogs the only ones that responded to the survey? <laughs> yeah, you never know. A little slanted. <laughs> exactly. And Dr. Debbie's working her way into the studio right now. one 866 8405. Hi, who's this? This is Martha. Hey, Martha. Hi. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Las Vegas, Nevada. Lovely Las Vegas, home of Dr. Debbie. How can we help you? I, my dog ate some uh, licorice. Ooh. Plenty, I don't think she got one. I, something had fallen on the ground and... She grabbed it and took off, and before I could get it out of her mouth, she chewed it and swallowed it and seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> and I'm wondering, I know they can't have chocolate, but I never even thought she would even like licorice, but she liked it. Was it red licorice or black licorice? It was the black licorice. Uh, it was good and plenty with the candy coating, uh, little pink candies. Is it leftover Halloween candy? Yeah. yeah. It always happens that way. Usually I get to the leftover uh, Halloween candy. Actually, licorice is toxic and poisonous for dogs and cats. How big okay. is she? How much does she weigh? She's about seven pounds. Oh, she's a little one. Little one, yeah. yeah. 
she couldn't have gotten more than one, made two at the most, but, you know, she took it and just took off. Can't catch her. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've got one of those. Yeah. How's she acting right now? She's fine, playing, and she didn't get sick or anything. I just thought I better make sure. Sounds like you got off lucky this time. When did she have it? It's been two days. Two okay. Days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sounds like you got off lucky. It is toxic, though, so don't let her have any more. Okay. And just like chocolate, and uh, it could cause lots of problems, especially in a small small animal. Yeah, it doesn't take much for the little guys. Keep that stuff away, okay? And I also put a list up at the Animal Radio website of all the foods that we just don't commonly think as being toxic for our animals, Mm -hmm. like grapes. I used to give my dog grapes. You hear a lot of people talk about grapes and raisins. That's also another very toxic food for uh, dogs. Wow, I didn't know that. Thank you so much. I appreciate all your help, and and I'm going to be listening to the show from now on. Good. Well, that's what we're here for. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can always tell when Bobby is twittering over there because her lights are dim, but you got the, the glare of the computer on her face. <laughs> People are very interested in us, Hal. What's with that? There's uh, lots of animal lovers out there in Twitterland. Uh-huh. If you want to follow us, you can do that. Uh, there's a link right from the front of AnimalRadio.com to follow us on Twitter. Have we had any restraining orders on the people we're following yet? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. one 405 8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. If you prefer the scientific approach, Dr. Debbie is here as your uh, vet. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior questions. And animal communicator Joy Turner with your spiritual side. She's able to connect you with your animal, even if it's like your childhood animal. Maybe they're not alive anymore. She can do that. And coming up in just a few minutes, the monks of New Skeet. Which, are they all going to be with us? No, just one of the brothers. Brother Christopher we're going to be speaking Brother with. Brother Christopher of the monks of New Skeet. Joy, have you heard of the monks of New Skeet? I have, actually. They've had uh, just a couple of best-selling books. Absolutely. They actually have a video out, too. Brand new book, Dogs and Devotion, a celebration of the bond between dogs and their people. And they'll be with us in just oh, five minutes. Bobby working on news, feverishly twittering. And wh- what else do you do in there? Can I read my email? Oh, I yes. I jump in here. I just Because, you know, we do read our emails that we get. And I think that email is not a fad, by the way. I think that's going to stick around I for a little so. while. A little while. This one, subject matter, is separation anxiety. And it's from uh. Lisa F. And she says, hello, I have a male Yorkie. I'll say he's about eight years old. Anytime I go outside, my dog poops in the house. It doesn't matter if I'm gone for a long time or a short time. Please help. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, and she said that to no you? I, she sent that to me because apparently she thinks I'm an expert on dogs who poop in the house. Oh, well, no, you're just a, more of an expert on poop. But Vlade is really the one that should be answering that question, uh, Vlade. All right, Bobby, Bobby. Uh, yes, uh, it, it is uh, not separation anxiety. It, it just um, It's a stress-related problem, but not really directly separation anxiety, so, uh, which we call um, behavioral disease. Uh, how to fix it, uh, people? Come on, this is so simple. This is so simple. Just put this heck a little Yorkie in the crate before you go outside, okay? And when you bring, when you come back, let the Yorkie just run around the house. You go outside, you put her back in the crate. You go, you you come back, you let her go. Do it for two weeks. 
and your Yorkie will break out of habits to poop inside of your house. People, dogs are creature of habits. Mm. In order to uh, recreate the new habits, old habits must be stopped. You will never be able to fix the problem if you never witness when the problem occur. Ah. I wish, yeah, I wish I could tell that stupid Yorkie, please don't poop when the owner comes out. It's just not gonna work. But you can play on the natural instincts. The owner is is out. The Yorkie's in the crate. By the way, she's going to feel very comfortable in the crate because it's a little den and much secure. Uh, on her back, she run around, do it a few times, and this problem will resolve. Of course, you have to clean the old spots with the one product with the, which we always recommend on the animal radio. One Shot Plus, this is the product will eliminate not just the stain, because we don't care about the stain. Of course, I know you do, but I we do. don't. Yeah, you I, don't. Do. Yeah. I don't care because what I do care, of course it will take care of the stains, but what I do care about breaking down that scent. Yeah. If the dog pee or poop, you, Judy, you can clean it for one year from whatever you use, unless you use the right product, and you maybe not even smell it after that anything, the dog will smell it. So yeah. use the right product, people. One Shot Plus will take care of uh, this issue pretty quickly. Uh, all that spots, even uh, you know you thought you cleaned it thoroughly, use the product One Shot Plus, and make sure, put this on the schedule, come find your Yorkie for two weeks when you, know, when you are not watching her. That's well, simple. Very good. So, you can email any one of us here, by the way, and uh, head on over to the website and uh, find our personal email addresses or this generic one, your voice at animalradio.com will answer your questions. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Bill. Hey, Bill, how are you Hi, doing? Bill. I'm doing all right. How about you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Um, well, currently I'm in Nevada. I'm heading west, and um, I'm not so sure. It might look like it's trying to snow again ahead of me. It was snowing when I woke up this morning. Yeah, it's uh, all across the country today. Beautiful sunny weather here in California, but uh, snow not very far away past the Sierras there. So you're an OTR. How can we help right. you? Yes, I am. Um, and my company used to allow animals on the trucks, but now they don't. And the reason being because... A lot of our receivers, see, we, we deliver food, more, more sure. food products than anything else, frozen usually. But um, a lot of our receivers will not allow animals out on their property, yeah. and they have complained to the company about people taking the dogs out anyway. Did you travel with a dog? Um, no, not currently, no. Yeah. Um, I have at one point, though, I didn't tell anybody. My wife came and rode with me for a month, and she brought the dog that, we have eight dogs. Sure. And uh, she brought the one dog that she didn't think could live without her being, you know, would die if she wasn't with her. Yeah. <laughs> is there is there anyone in your company now that uh, still has their dog and is sort of hiding it or, or has it underground? Well, there's, there's, some, there's some people that got grandfathered in. Yeah. When when they gave when when they passed that new rule, you couldn't get a new dog, and I was just qualifying for a dog. Oh. And like like three like like two weeks before I was going to be qualified to be able to bring my animal with me. Um, yeah, they said that we couldn't have any animals. Mm. So, oh, so then I have we we have eight dogs at home. I was going to bring a different dog every time I went home. Yeah, so they only left the dogs that were already on the trucks. Rocks continue to yeah. ride, but no one else can yeah. add one. Oh. You know, I would I would recommend a dog that doesn't shed. You know, <laughs> because I mean, hair all over the doll, all over the truck is you know, I mean, it gets in your drinks, it gets in the food. It, 
you know, because it's such a closed environment. If you don't vacuum every day, sure. yeah, oh, you'd have yeah. a big hair problem if one sheds. How about one of those Chinese crested? They're hairless. Yeah. Hey, did anyone <laughs> in your company quit with this new policy? Um, a guy that I trained with threatened to quit because that was the only reason he started with this company. Well, yeah. they allowed him, because he threatened to quit right at that point, they allowed him to have a dog. And consequently, he went home and he went fishing and took the dog with him. And um, the day after he went fishing with his dog, he died. Oh, no. Yeah, so, so now he didn't really notify him that the dog had died. It was a, it was a Rottweiler, mm. and uh, he didn't really notify him that the dog had died, so he's thinking maybe I can get another dog and put him back, put, get another <laughs> one on the truck. <laughs> no one will know the difference. I think, you know, you're on the road, and the, the greatest satisfaction is having a little buddy with you, like I hear even cats, birds, uh, iguanas, all kinds of animals that can travel on the road with you. And I get a little disturbed when I hear about these companies that don't allow the dogs or the animals to come alongside. But I sort of understand in this food delivery situation, how that might be kind of a hindrance. Yeah. 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 But, you know, it would sure be better to have a companion with you, you yeah. know. Oh, oh, yeah. For so many uh, reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one that, well, like I said, one that doesn't shed, like a schnauzer, a poodle, uh, uh, any like that. An yeah. iguana doesn't shed. Well, they actually do shed their skin, but it's real easy to clean <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Only once or Chinese, twice a year. And the Chinese crested, they have a they have a skin thing going on. And you got the least bit of allergies. Boy, oh, boy. Like, yeah. my wife is allergic to, to so much stuff. She was around the Chinese crested for just an hour, and yeah. it, it took two days for her to get over it. Wow. wow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we thank you for your call today. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Animal All Radio. Right. Thank you very much. Y'all have a good one. You Bye-bye. too. one 405 8405 Do you travel with your dog? Does your company allow you to travel with your dog? What do you think? I want to know if they travel with something other than a dog, something unusual like skunks or raccoons or whatever they might have. This is Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. That's your dog telling you to visit joypetproducts.com. Your dog doesn't want to be cold and wet this winter any more than you do. Visit joypetproducts.com where you'll find the original goose down filled doggy coat. Your dog will enjoy the lightweight warmth and comfort and you'll love the easy wear, easy care. When it's not as cold, pick up a perfect fit embroidered hoodie in designs to fit every dog's personality. All of our items are made in the USA and Canada to fit tiny toys to larger breeds. Joypetproducts.com. Superior quality, great style, happy dogs. 
Animal Radio is brought to you by Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hi, this is Eric Dane on Animal Radio, reminding you to spay and neuter your pets. Say, he said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. Thanksgiving weekend. Very thankful to have our pets. Of course, we get together and we celebrate our connection with our pets every weekend, not just Thanksgiving weekend. Bobby has Slater over there next to it. Next to you. Not even mine, but he's just adopted me. <laughs> Beautiful cat that's just found you. and uh, that's, You know, they always select the human. You always hear stories about that. We have a uh, and, and yeah. His owners really do love him and take care of him. I don't want them, you know, to think that they're he's your orphan. neighbors. He, Is that correct? Yeah, they're my next door neighbors. Okay. Well, no. His his true legal guardians. You're just like the fun one to hang out with. Uh huh. Exactly. Then uh, also right here we have Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, who's asleep, and we're very thankful that she joined us uh, this year in our lives. And we hope that uh, you can bring your animals to work. We, we're hearing a lot of truckers calling in today saying that they can't bring their animals. Their company prohibits them from oh, bringing their animals. Shame. And it's too bad because when yeah. you travel on the road, to have an animal with you. The companionship. So important. Yes. You know who else celebrates their connection with their pets? Of course, it would be the monks of New Skeet. And if you're in the animal world, you've probably heard of the monks of New Skeet. Well, they've had several best-selling books mm-hmm. to start off with about the connection uh, with animals and, and training. And they breed and raise uh, German shepherds. Really? I believe it's, I didn't it know is, that. Yes. So we were very excited here. I believe we have Brother Christopher joining us. Yes, that's right. How are you? Very good. To start off with, for those that don't know much about the monks of New Skeet, you're an Eastern Orthodox monastic community in Cambridge. Tell me what that's about. In the Eastern Orthodox tradition, it's very common for there to be monasteries, groups of men and women uh, who live together, supporting each other in uh, their own search for God. I mean, this has gone back to the third century. Sort of a a venerable tradition mm-hmm. of uh, our religion. And our own community was founded in 1966, mm. and uh, we're in upstate New York, on the New York-Vermont border. Uh, our primary purpose in living together is to live a contemplative life of seeking God. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, one of the ways that allows us to do that, we are self-supporting, is we breed German Shepherd dogs, mm-hmm. and we train dogs of all breeds. Uh, We're sort of known uh, in the dog world as the monks who live with dogs. Each brother uh, who's capable of it uh, has one or two companion dogs that he takes care of. When did you decide, the monks of Newskeet decide, that dogs were going to be such an important part of, of your life? It grew organically from the history of the community. When we first began in 1966, the founding brothers had a mascot whose name was Kier. He was a German shepherd that they had obtained from the seeing eye in Morristown, New Jersey. And one of the brothers was primarily responsible for caring for him. And just the joy and spirit in that dog helped uh, the brothers through those first couple of years uh, in a very unexpected way. He just didn't take himself too seriously. And uh, 
uh, he just lightened the whole atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Well, after about two years, Kier passed away, mm-hmm. and the brothers felt the loss so deeply that they just had to get a couple of uh, replacement dogs, German Shepherds, naturally. They did so, uh, fortunately, from a very good breeder in uh, Western Massachusetts, who planted the idea that, well, you know, as long as you're going to be raising uh, these two uh, breeding quality dogs, perhaps you might want to consider breeding a few litters. To make a very long story short, what the brothers realized is that they were in sort of a unique position. Uh, They were able to care for shepherds. Uh, Each brother could conceivably take care of one dog without it becoming in any way, you know, a puppy mill or anything like that. Uh, There was an awful lot of people, there were an awful lot of people who were interested in obtaining uh, a German shepherd uh, from a monastery. Why is that? And does that explain your success? Because you've had several best-selling books, and there's, frankly, there's a lot of good books out there. And I want to know what you feel is the secret to the Monks of New Skate's success with the animals and the books. Well, I think that we paid our dues in terms of really learning all of the appropriate ways of breeding and raising dogs effectively. We had some very, very good advice from experts uh, who helped us along the way. Naturally, when you live with a community of nine or ten German Shepherds, they have to be trained very, very well. And so fortunately, one of the founding brothers was sort of a, a very gifted trainer in that regard, and he taught the other brothers how to do that. And so on just purely the clinical level, Uh, I mean, we learned and and knew what we were doing, but naturally, uh, as in anything, I think we started to see a deeper connection that, and we personalized it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think because of our identity as a monastery, we sort of recognized that beyond dogs just simply helping us uh, economically, we saw that they helped us on a deeper level, uh, on a spiritual level. Uh, word got around, and the more they started to, the general public started to resonate uh, uh, with this. As it happened, uh, in the mid-70s, an editor from Little Brown happened to have his dog trained here, and he was so satisfied with the results that he said, man, you know, you really have to write a book about your approach. (laughs) We just laughed. I mean, we thought, oh, you know, the monks write a book? Give me a break. But he said, no, I'm absolutely serious. He said, there are a lot of books on dog training. There are Uh, plenty. You know, just plenty of of them. But your approach is a little bit distinctive because you're also incorporating a spiritual dimension. You're able to talk about it unapologetically in a way that flows naturally from your life. And he said, I think a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds will connect with that. So we gave it a, a shot, and uh, we pulled our uh, our resources together and our knowledge, and what happened with his help was How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. The new book, Dogs in Devotion, a celebration of the bond between dogs and their people. Tell us a little bit about what we have here. Well, again, I think what since we've already talked about nuts and bolts, uh, what we're trying to do in our more recent books, uh, specifically I and Dog, and then this new one, Dogs and Devotion, is to help people experience the deeper dimensions that are present in the human-dog relationship. 
where dogs can actually be a window into uh, not only deeper self-knowledge, but also uh, an intuition into the mystery of life that, uh, that all of us, uh, let's say, have the possibility of becoming grounded in and, and, and aware of. And so what we did is we crafted uh, a number of meditations mm. that are paired with very beautiful photographs. And they're meant to stimulate in the reader reflection, prayer, just uh, uh, an enjoyment and pleasure and delight. And uh, the idea of devotion, I guess, uh, came out because in our life with our dogs, I think that's what so many people experience is devotion and loyalty. And by paying attention to the devotion and loyalty of a dog, we get some insights into broader principles. Sure, they teach us a, a whole host of virtues. You can learn more about this in The Dogs and Devotion, a celebration of the bond between dogs and their people. It's the latest from the Monks of New Skeet. Brother Christopher joining us. I have 10 copies to give away right now at one 405 8405 It's on the Hyperion label. You can get this at Amazon, Borders, Barnes & Noble. Head over to your favorite bookstore. Ask them for it. If they don't have it, they can order it. They may be just sold out because, of course, another best-selling book on the way. Brother Christopher, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a delight. I've really enjoyed talking to you. We had a great time. Hold on one second, please. You're listening to Animal Radio. Without fail, Vinnie Penn shows up with his family every weekend here to provide the ha-ha-ha for Animal Radio. Timeless, I tell you. Bobby working on news. News director here That's at Animal Radio. We're, Judy and I, well, Judy's the producer. A lot of people don't know what, what she does. She screens the call. She does all the production here. Yeah, so I'm not on the air as much as everyone else because I'm back here behind the scenes calling everybody and setting She's everything up. She's doing all the work. Yeah. I, I'm like a ringmaster. I just, I do a lot of hot air. I really have very little expertise. Yeah. Dr. Debbie, though, she is a, she, she's a veterinarian. Fully licensed. She has a practice in Las Vegas, Nevada. She did a brand new article just uh, came out last week. Um, awesome article. Sun Review. And I'll, you know, if you want to see it, there's a link at the front of AnimalRadio.com. Check it out. We're really proud to have her as our own veterinarian and as your veterinarian, too. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, immigrated from Russia. They put him in Michigan, because I guess that's where they put... <laughs> I think the weather's similar. I don't know what I that... Sorry if you're listening to Michigan now. he had a bad travel agent. <laughs> uh, but we got him here into California now, and he's here at the studios answering your dog behavior questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Hi, Joy. How are you doing? I'm marvelous, Hal. How about yourself? Very good. You always make the phones ring off the hook. And i got to tell you, it's uh, unusual to be able to talk to animals or people that have passed. Is this something anybody can do? It is actually something people can learn. I believe it's something that everybody is actually born doing, and we just get taught out of it. You're working on a book, I understand, that will teach us to do that, right? Uh, yes, I actually am. And then that'll wait. put you out of business, though, won't it? <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting. I also give classes and teach people how to talk with their animals. And it's very interesting that even people who have taken the class still call to have me talk with their kids because they'll talk with them every day, just kind of general everyday stuff. But then when it comes to really important things, they want to be sure that they're not in there interpreting something. Ah, ah, okay. Uh Very good. Well, you schedule people during the week for half-hour sessions to visit with you, and you can learn more about Joy at joyturner.com. And, of course, we link to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. 1-866-405-8405. What are you working on in the newsroom there? We have actually some good news from Mainline Animal Rescue and what they are doing 
each and every time NFL quarterback Michael Vick gets sacked. I'll give you the good news coming up. <laughs> Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me now? In Germany, birds have been found to be imitating ringtones on cell phones. Ornithologists believe it has something to do with the new green areas becoming popular in urban settings. The birds move in and are introduced to the sounds of the city. Many of the more common ringtones are actually imitations of bird calls, so the birds in some instances are mimicking other types of birds. Birds use their call to find a mate, mark their territory, or scare off danger. They may add these ringtones to their vocabulary, but they never lose their ability to call in their native tongue. Stop calling me! Stop calling me here! I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. Hey, this is Brian Dottillo. I play Lucas Roberts on Days of Our Lives. You're listening to Animal Radio. And please don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. The only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Pennsylvania-based animal organization Mainline Animal Rescue has been taking something bad and turning it into tons of good. Each week when the Eagles and their admitted dog-killing backup quarterback Michael Vick appear on the gridiron, the group places ads in local papers to raise awareness by encouraging volunteering at a local shelter. First time the ad ran last month to coincide with the Eagles-Redskins game, the response was much more than expected. In the ads, Mainline pledges a donation of five bags of dog food each time Vick is sacked. After the game in Washington, D.C., the Humane Society said... Four tons of food was donated by people who saw the ad. Noted chimpanzee expert Dr. Jane Goodall has a new book called Hope for Animals in Their World. In it, she focuses on the amazing survival of many animal species, specifically the California condor. Dr. Goodall, in a recent appearance on The Daily Show, told host John Stewart that if it weren't for a small group of biologists, that giant bird would have been lost to extinction. Dr. Goodall also commented on the much-publicized attack of a pit, by a pet chimp up in the New England area, saying, quote, chimpanzees are not pets, end quote, and shouldn't be kept away from their natural socialized environment. And the war against terror in Afghanistan is being fought by 1,500 Australian troops who are involved in training Afghan security forces. The units use dogs to detect booby traps and roadside bombs. In September of 2008... A joint army patrol was ambushed during a fierce firefight in the Uruzgad province. Savvy, a black lab trained to sniff out bombs, vanished in the gunfight and that left nine soldiers wounded. There was no sign of Savvy after months of searching until just two weeks ago. She was found by a U.S. soldier at an isolated base in that province. She's returned home as a hero and is reportedly in good good condition, according to the Australians. No one knows for sure where she's been for the last 14 months, but according to a military spokesman, someone was taking good care of her. 
I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. The holidays can be fun for your pet, but be careful when using candles. Never leave lit candles within reach or unattended. Keep pets away from electrical cords and holiday lights. Pets can get electrocuted if they chew on them. Get more tips from Dr. McPete at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by... One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, One Shot, and it's gone. Call 1-800-874-7070 or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Got to watch it with those open flames with kitties like Slater with those big fluffy poofy tails. They don't even know. Although, if you turn off the light, it looks pretty cool in the dark when they go racing across so the road. So bad. You are so awful. Don't be crazy, but your dog appears to be getting much bigger. I know. I was going to say, have you noticed? I'd say just in the last couple weeks. She, you know, it took her a long time to go to break that six-pound mark. She was at five pounds for a long time, but I think she's gone up to seven. She's getting wider. Yeah, you're not feeding her a lot. I, yeah, she's not getting fat there, though. No, yeah. she's not getting you're fat not at all. You're not giving her treats, are you? A lot of treats? No, that's uh, no? that's muscle there. Check that muscle. out. I guess Look now she's, she's finally eating, you know, two to three meals a day, where before she was only doing maybe one if we were lucky. Oh, that's good. Dr. Debbie, how's the, the lizard in the family? How's it doing? Oh, you know, we're doing great. And I actually had an uh, impromptu uh, classroom visit recently and discovered a new problem that oh, no. I wasn't wasn't described over the phone to Uh-oh. me. Um, and this is lizard. with the lizard, right? It's, it's a gecko, a oh, okay. leopard gecko. And um, he was not eating well. We figured out he was dehydrated. Uh-huh. And we corrected that. But he had um, some plugs in his eyes. So it looked like he had a conjunctivitis oh. um, from his uh, skin not falling off. And he had these huge, big globs caught in his eyes. So his eyes were closed and yeah. very gross. But really cool because all the kids in the classroom got to see Dr. Debbie pull it out with a Q-tip. And oh, they no. were just cheering. It was wonderful. Is that, is that a common problem with animals that uh, like reptiles that get new skin? Yeah, you know, incomplete sheds when the moisture's not quite right. Um, yeah. If pieces don't fall off in the right place, you can get toes that crack off and die and, you know, something like this around the eyes. So hopefully we're going to get this guy on the right track and correct that husbandry and, you know, make him feel good. But it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was quite the hit. The bus had okay. to hold up and wait to take the kids home. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was a lot of fun. My school was nothing like that. Hey, Robert, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Where are you today? I'm in Fresno, California. Lovely Fresno, listening on uh, KYNO 1300 AM. That is true. How can we help you? Well, my wife and I would like to bring a new cat into our house. Uh, we found a, a cat. It's probably six to eight months old outside our house a couple of days ago. And we brought it inside for the night. And our two current cats really seemed to hate it. They hissed at it. They ran away from it. Um, they growled and hissed at us after we'd been petting him. Um, we took the cat. Wait a minute. The- Did you just, you, you brought the cat in and just kind of threw it in the house with your other two cats? Well, we, it, it was cold, and it was getting late, and he was really friendly. But, yeah, we, we just brought him inside, and they stayed well away from him. They didn't even go near him. Okay. All right. Because I'm going to stop you right there. Um, number one, um, ideally, we need to keep cats isolated and quarantine them, especially one that's coming from the outdoors, coming into the home. So 
health assurances aside, we need to keep this cat separate. And so we can monitor them for signs of respiratory disease, make sure there's no signs of diarrhea, vomiting, make sure we have a full health assessment with your veterinarian before we intermingle kitties. Uh, That's for your cat's safety. Um, But when you are ready and you're ready to introduce um, this kitty to the home, the first thing I'd say is we we would have to really slow things down here um, because cats really their social structure works in slow speeds. They really don't work in warp speed time or even human time when it comes to social structures. Um, They hold a grudge. And uh, usually like what you described, how, you know, they were mad at you um, for being around this cat. We know that that can last for even three to five days in cats. So if a cat gets frustrated by an outdoor cat that's by their front door, they can be off for that long in their social situation. So we we really got to take things slow when we introduce a new cat to the home. Um, Now you have two cats and they are male, female. What's the situation there? Uh, it's an older female cat that my wife's had for since before I even met her, and then a younger, about two and a half years old male cat. They're both fixed and declawed. Okay. And then this other kitty, is it a male or female? Did you get note of that? It's a male. Um, when we bring him back, he's going to be, um, he's going to have his shots, and he'll be fixed, and and all, all that. that business taken care of in the backside. <laughs> so yeah, so when you when you do bring this kitty in, um, I, I would definitely see whatever arrangements we can do to do this slow, and to try to do it um, from a real non-confrontational way. And that would be preferably keep the kitties separated by sight, and just only really let them smell each other through a door. So that's the ideal. I know it's not always possible with every situation, but what we try to do is maybe even feed the kitties on opposite sides of the door. And for your existing cats, we want them to learn that the new kitty brings great rewards into their household. So this means that we want the mere presence of the the new cat to be a reward. So you give treats, you give uh, catnip, you give any kind of treats, special love, attention when that other cat is nearby. We have to work up to that, but we start with feeding the, um, the established cats when the other cat is on the other side of the door. Then we make sure that's all good environment, uh, all happy, good experiences, and then we can gradually work up to switching the environments. So we have the, say, keep your new cat in maybe a laundry room or a back bedroom, and then we're going to switch the bedding, and we're going to switch the kitties so that they're in different environments, and they get to smell the kitty in the other area. And then very gradually, slowly, we're going to work up to letting them share the same space with physical barriers, um, using screen doors, gates, cat cages, any of those kind of things. Um, and then always, always when I do this kind of introduction with cats, I throw pheromones into the mix because it really can help in a very non-medication way to help those kitty personalities get along. So pheromones are the um, yeah, the scent hormones or pheromones. Um, and basically, uh, you can get those in plugins, and I love using those. Put one in the uh, established kitties uh, environment and one in the new kitties environment, and it just releases over about 30 days. Helps to re- re- uh, release a kind of a calming effect, and it helps facilitate introductions of new cats to home. So I would definitely use that in your repertoire. <laughs> okay. And then um, when you do get these guys all coming together, and this may be a matter of weeks. It may be a matter of months. Um, If you have a, a step back and the cats fight, there's an aggressive bout, 
take a step back in your exposure of the new cat to the established cats. So you don't want to push them. Um, And that may mean five days you have no contact between cats, and that's okay. Um, you just really want to give them a lot of room because uh, you know, the more cats you add into the house, it's it's the more personalities. And and I always equate it to you know just kind of like being a, a bunch of uh, college age girls sharing the sh- same <laughs> dorm room. <laughs> you can put them together, but you can't always make them love each other. So uh, you just got to respect the individuality of the kitty. <laughs> and of course, Robert, if you're planning on you know you said you mentioned your two earlier cats were uh, are declawed, the ones that are in the house right now that they're declawed. If you're planning on doing that same thing with this one, I encourage you to head on over to AnimalRadio.com and check out some information on declawing before you do that procedure. Well, we don't plan on declawing this one because I, after having the other one declawed, I, I did some research into it and I realized how painful it was. Thank you, them. thank you, Yay. thank you, thank you. He will probably end up being an out, outside, uh, indoor-outdoor cat, which may make the other ones mad because they're both indoor only because yeah. they're declawed. So. There you go. We'll work through that. (laughs) We're in the process of acclimating a cat here, and it's taken a long time. And it's like the doc says, they move slow. It's been two months. Has it been two months? We're still two months. They're still not together. A couple of males, and sometimes that doesn't work. But we wish you the best of luck. And please send us a picture so we can post your new family member on our website, okay? Okay, I will. Thank you very much. Thanks, Robert. 1 866 405 8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. When it comes to controlling cat box odor, there's no such thing as good enough. Buy the best or smell the rest. In other words, get World's Best Cat Litter with patented formulas made from whole kernel corn. World's Best Cat Litter is 100% natural and scientifically proven to deliver unsurpassed odor control, compact clumping, and longer-lasting use. See what a difference just one bag makes. And for a limited time, save big when you buy. To download a coupon, go to worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K9 Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. It's so easy to get into debt, and it can be so hard to get yourself out. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Today, many people find that they have credit card balances that are out of control. And when they realize they're in serious debt, they don't know what to do. If this sounds like you, talk to us before your situation gets worse. If you have over $12,000 in credit card bills, call Debt Settlement USA for a free consultation. We have a proven program that can cut the amount you owe and get you out of debt faster than you think. Every day we help people with too much credit card debt. Find out what we can do for you. Call Debt Settlement USA for a free consultation. Your call is confidential and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. This is Animal Radio, baby. (laughs) 
celebrating our connection with our pets. It's Animal Radio. And this healthy portion brought to you by Blue, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family with Blue. The whole dream team here to answer your questions or consult with you about your animals or just to say hello. I believe we have animal communicator Joy Turner. She just walked in. No, she didn't. She's on the phone. Hi, Joy. How are you? (laughs) Oh, sure. I did just walk in. I can't pull anything over the listeners. You are on the phone because you're you're actually in Seattle. Is that where you do a radio show on KKNW? Is that correct? That's true. And that's on Thursdays at 1 o'clock. 1 p.m. Pacific time, but you join us every weekend for Animal Radio. And I we, do, and I love it. Uh, we appreciate that. We have uh, BJ on the phone. Hey, BJ. Hi, Joy. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey. Who can we talk to today for you, BJ? Well, Prince. He's got infection again, a bladder infection again, and the vet thinks now that we're leaning towards maybe we got kidney disease. He's also telling me he thinks that maybe it's time to, for Princey to come off the road. But I promised him that I was going to be his forever home. Okay, well, Prince started talking almost right over the top of you, almost immediately. (laughs) That's my boy. (laughs) He says there is no way until he is no longer in that body that he is not driving with you. Okay. He's dedicated his life to doing that. That's what he wants to do. And he said no doctor is going to tell him otherwise, and hopefully they're not going to tell you otherwise either. If it comes down to it, will he be all right living with Daddy again? He said yes, but he sees no reason that that's ever going to need to happen. Okay. And he says he wants a second opinion about the whole bladder thing. He doesn't believe that doctor knows what they're doing. Okay, because we're going to do some more in-depth tests. Okay. You might want to to make him happy, take him to a second vet to get that work done. Okay. Because he's just, for some reason, not liking the things that doctor is saying. Well, I don't want him off my truck. (laughs) I I love the big old brute, (laughs) and I miss him. Well, you know, seriously, I mean, unless he gets so incredibly sick that he has to be on catheters or something, there shouldn't be a reason why he can't go with you. And in his mind, there's absolutely no reason why he couldn't go unless he was dead, and then he would still go with you in his energy spirit body. Well, yeah, he'd be with Gizzy then, yeah. Yeah. So he wants a second opinion, and he wants to ride with you forever. Well, I know that he loves being in the truck. And right now I'm working on getting ramps made so that he doesn't have to jump in and out of the truck. It would be much easier for him to get in and out if I can get these ramps set up for my truck. You're a good guardian. I like that, BJ. So you got to get a second opinion. That's what That's what. Yeah. We, okay. Go do that and let us know how it works out, okay? Yes. Thank you, Joy, because I don't want to lose him. And he's such a good baby, and I just... I feel guilty if I have to, because I promised him I'd be his forever home. Well, it's my pleasure to help, and he's going to hold you to that promise. Okay. Thanks for your call. one 405 8405 to talk to anyone here at the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Iron Chef Cat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. Oh, this time of year, 
Heavy duty on the old stomach. Still <laughs> celebrating a wonderful Thanksgiving. What a feast. Yesterday, Black Friday, as we kick off the shopping season. And uh, really pretty strong for a down economy. A lot of people shopping for their pets right now, looking for great gifts for the holidays. They're looking for those bargains. And we have a lot of them over at the website, by the way. We're doing a list uh, this week of top picks. And all of that's uh, mirrored at the website at animalradio.com. As long as they're pets, safe treats and goodies. Are you buying a lot of Christmas gifts this year for your pets? You know what? I think I'm going to be starting shopping here, but uh, I got to say that so many treats and edibles, you know, especially after Thanksgiving, we've had so many sick pets. So yeah. be smart. This is a big Little time of goes year a long for way. you. Yeah, definitely. We have everything from tummy upsets to bones to pancreatitis and you name it. And what's the, what's the status on bones? Because we have that turkey bone still sitting in the refrigerator right now. We're going to make sandwiches all this week. And then we have the Are bone. Are you going to eat the bone, Hal? I'm not going to eat the bone. Can we give it to our dog? <laughs> no. No. No, I don't recommend giving bones. Yeah, dogs eat bones in the wild, but you know what? They also die young sometimes. So <laughs> if you're pet a trip to the emergency room, keep the bones to yourself. Take that from the pro, Dr. Debbie. If you'd like to talk to her, one 405 for any one of the Dream Team right now. Hi, Deanna. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Where are you today? In Las Vegas. Dr. Debbie's on with you here. Yes. Hi. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, how can I help you? Uh, my uh, uh, long-haired terrier, he's nine years old. He's mm-hmm. a terrier, he's a mix. And I, I, I think he might be a little bit mix of a collie, I'm not sure. He's got the big, long ears with the big hair hanging over him. Okay, kind of like the lassie look. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got uh, fatty tumors growing underneath him by his chest and one up uh, higher up by his chest, closer to his front leg, but it's underneath. And okay. The uh, vet said that it's uh, fatty tumors. Uh, not to worry, but eventually you'll have to have them taken out. Uh, but uh, don't tumors come back right away? I've heard that. Well, it kind of depends. Now, has there been anything done as far as any kind of testing on these tumors, or are we just kind of going off of what they look like? Just what they look like. One is like the, when I when I put my hand underneath his uh, his chest, it fills my hand up. You know, it's like a, a tennis ball. It's, a, it's wow, a good one. sized. Yeah, and yeah. the other one is a little one. But he said he felt them a couple different times when we went to the vet. He says they're uh, fatty tissues. Yeah. And, you know, fatty tumors or what we call lipomas are really common in middle-aged older dogs. And and they tend to happen a little bit more on the underside of the body. If you kind of look at a dog from the side and draw a line halfway, they tend to be in that lower half. Um, And they're very common. Now, for peace of mind, I personally like to sample those tumors to get an idea if that is what we're looking at. At because there's a lot of imposters out there when it comes to skin tumors in dogs. And some can look like fatty tumors, but not necessarily be that. So I always recommend getting a needle biopsy in advance when we're kind of making these decision-making processes. Um, a needle biopsy is easy. It's something your vet can do um, in a matter of just minutes in the office. doesn't require anesthesia. And it can give you some important information because there are the benign fatty tumors, the lipomas, and there's also liposomal sarcomas, which are malignant. So they're both made out of fat, and it can be hard sometimes.
sometimes to determine which is which. Um, so if these tumors are looking big, if they're growing fast, or if they're in an area they really are maybe causing a problem for your pet, then they're a little higher on my priority list. And I, I do look at those for surgery. Now, you asked as far as you know, if we have a fatty tumor, um, what's the possibility of it growing back? And it definitely can grow back. Um, it's virtually impossible to remove all that fat in that area. Although if I could invent a tool to do that, kind of like a doggy liposuction, I think I could be really, really rich here. <laughs> but uh, it would be something that uh, a lot of pets could benefit from. Um, but as far as uh, removing that and having that possibly come back, yes, absolutely so. But in many times, veterinarians prefer to tackle these things before they get to be the size of footballs. And um, well, I've taken that, footballs off of dogs. I won't let that happen. Yeah. But much bigger. I will have to have them removed. Uh, now, my son in Chicago, wife Alice, they have um, Burmese Mountain Dog with the back leg. That's uh, we, we, They put money out. I put money out, and we're still not... Uh, Anywhere from the beginning of what when we started spending money. Okay. Um, How long had that been going on? Uh, that she noticed about a month. Okay. Something like about that. About a month. But is there, you know, these these vets out in Chicago and out here they charge a lot of money, um, and we have no insurance on the dogs. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there any place? that uh, helps low-income families with their pets that they don't want to lose? Yeah, well, I mean, you bring up a a tough point in veterinary medicine because there's a lot of times um, there's routine care, and then there's that, oh, my gosh, something bad is happening to my pet, and how do I manage through this if I don't have pet insurance? And and sometimes um, with the more complicated cases, it is hard. And and with something like the um, pet with the swollen back leg, I can think of a lot of things um, that can cause that, from bacterial infections to ticks to tumors to vasculitis. And, And in Burmese mountain dogs in particular, they are very prone to a type of a cancer called a malignant um, histiocytosis. So that was definitely a big concern. And when you're looking at trying to figure out all these different things for causing that leg swelling, you have to test for a lot of diseases. So I would anticipate, um, and from what it sounds like, they've gone through quite a bit with um, trying to figure that out. So I don't have an easy answer for you for how to make that affordable. Um, pet insurance does have its great place. There are some veterinary offices that work with um, the American Animal Hospital Association that have something called the Helping Hands Fund, um, which can be something that you can try to apply for and see if you can get um, some credit for you know low-income or, or folks that are kind of having tough times meeting um, their needs. We actually so, will um, link to that, the Helping Hands Fund uh, at the mm-hmm. at the Animal Radio website, because we get calls like this a lot of times where people just don't have the funds, but they need to get certain procedures done. And there are organizations out there, a lot of them listed over at AnimalRadio.com. We're going to take a quick break, 1-866-405-8405. is Animal Radio Network. Celebrating our connection with our pets. 
from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. The whole gang is here. Dr. Debbie is answering your vet medical questions. She says it's the most profitable time of the year between Thanksgiving and the holidays for her. Not that she wants your animal there. Of course not. She has your animal's best health in mind, but perhaps you're feeding them uh, that leftover turkey or bone, something that drives them, or maybe it's the holiday decorations. The holiday's always a uh, tough time for the animals. A lot of stress people coming into the household. Just a couple of seconds, we're going to talk to Dr. Ruth McPeach. She's going to help us with some holiday tips. Also on the show today, is this for real? Yes. Why dogs are better than cats. I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Chris. Hello. Hi- Hello. How are you doing? Hi, Chris. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, i got a question about uh, one of my miniature dachshunds. Okay. Uh, well, what it is is he, uh, I guess there's like a bacteria bacteria in air this year for some reason because it affected both my dogs. Hmm. And uh, like the, the male, uh, Lucky, now he's getting uh, he uh, his, uh, I guess you call it the pads on his feet. Okay. They uh, got real, they started getting raw, so we had to uh, start using medication on it to soften the pads up. And then we had to go to start using the cortisone to keep the, you know, the itch down. Okay. And he still, he still, you know, licks them, but we put uh, uh, baby booties on, on his feet so he don't. Okay, don't just to keep him away thing. from those. Okay. Yeah, and uh, but his, his body is putting off an odor, and we can't figure out how to get rid of the odor because I mean we can give him a bath, and we use the uh, I guess it's like an aller, allergenic uh, shampoo. Okay. Yeah. And you give you give him a give him a bath, and after about an hour, you can start smelling the odor again. Okay. We don't. Right. We don't know what else to you know to do to, to get rid of the odor. I mean, well, he's got bad breath. He's, I mean, ain't no we can do about that. <laughs> but this isn't a bad breath breath. smell you're picking up. Then I take it. No, it's not. But it's not as bad breath. Okay. Well, from what you're describing with having problems with his skin and being on some cortisone-type things, you know, a lot of times when we have pets with allergies or general skin conditions, there's a lot of secondary invaders that kind of come along and, and tag along on that free taxi ride. And bacterial infections and yeast infections are really common at that. So if we have a pet that has an allergy, a scratch, um, any kind of skin condition, very commonly we get bacteria and yeast infections that come along with that. They're not often just the primary problem, but they can contribute to things. And especially when I smell a dog that has what we call Frito feet or that has some of those really smelly armpit areas, um, that can actually be a sign that we have an infection brewing there. And I like to get a sample of that. Look under the microscope, see what kind of critters we might have going on, and get on some medication. Because a lot of times it takes, in addition to what you've described, the shampoos, the steroids, things like that, it really takes getting on the right medicine. And that um, you need to see your vet for that and get the right uh, medication. Sometimes it's an antibiotic, sometimes it's an anti-yeast medicine. And sometimes we'll do everything all at once and even use special shampoos that can help decrease those um, those agents. But I, I would really be suspicious that maybe we're not quite to the full s- scratching below the surface, if you will, and um, get to the bottom of that. And uh, I wish I could smell your pet because I have a great nose for picking up really stinky yeast infections. Um, but it does me a little good on radio. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I understand what you say about the, uh, what my wife calls it, his mushroom feet, what she calls it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mushroom feet, he, that's, uh, I've heard. No. That's, that's what she calls the mushroom feet. <laughs> but yeah, we, like yeah. the, he, uh, we, we can, we can buy, we, well, I mean, we, we don't have to buy for too much because I know it's bad for her skin. Mm-hmm. But, uh, both, both of our dachshunds are, are, they're just like our kids. We've you know, been married almost 25 years. We've had dachshunds all our life. Oh, they're and, wonderful uh, dogs, such good companions. But, yeah, I would definitely say, Chris, you know, I think we could definitely do more to help your baby there. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing I'd say is pick up that phone and call your vet and say, hey, you know, he still smells. He's still itching. So thank you so much for your call, Chris. And uh, dachshunds are a wonderful group of dogs, very active and always on the alert. So no, no sneaky burglars are going to get into your home. one 405 If you've ever used Yaz, Yasmin, or Ocella for birth control, you must listen to this important notice. The FDA says these drugs may cause serious heart and health problems. If you or a loved one took Yaz, Yasmin, or Ocella and developed any complications, these pills may be to blame. Call Phillips National Injury Group to protect your rights. If you suspect these drugs may have caused a serious injury, this announcement is for you and your family. Yaz, Yasmin, or Ocella may cause deep vein thrombosis, pulmonary heart attack, stroke, or even death. If so, you or your family may be entitled to significant compensation. For legal help with the effects of Yaz, Yasmin, and Osella, call the Phillips National Injury Group at 800-950-1094. That's 800-950-1094. Injured by Yaz, Yasmin, and Osella, call 800-950-1094. Attorney responsible for this advertisement is Phillips National Injury Group with offices at 20 East Thomas Road, Suite 2600, 26th Floor, Phoenix, Arizona, 85012. Admitted in Arizona and California. While this firm maintains joint responsibility, cases of this type may be referred to local counsel for principal responsibility. This is an advertisement and a paid announcer. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, thank you, big guy there with the big voice for all of that there. Let's see, Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. She's the Animal Radio vet. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior issues. Joy Turner, she's our animal communicator. And if you're into that, and I can see you are because the phones are ringing. <laughs> She's coming up in just a few minutes. Bobby working on news, another football player in the news. Hmm. Yeah. Don't be so negative. Maybe it's a good story. Okay. What is is it? She's waving yes. Okay. We have actually some good news from Mainline Animal Rescue and what they are doing each and every time NFL quarterback Michael Vick gets sacked. I'll give you the good news coming up. <laughs> Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Yeah, I should wait. I shouldn't criticize yeah. until, until, until I hear. Until you have your facts out. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. Where are you today? I am in Waldorf, Maryland. Waldorf, Maryland. Is that the home of the Waldorf salad? No, uh, it could be. I don't know. Don't know. Okay. I'm just trying to make conversation there. Hi, Tim. Hi, how are you to doing, my, Good, good. To my shame, I never even heard about Maryland. So, you know, is, is it close to Michigan? <laughs> It's close to uh, D.C., Washington, D.C. Ah, okay. Okay, so you have probably rainy weather all the time. That's what I heard. Well, right now we do. Ah, okay. Okay. So how can I help you, Tim? Uh, My problem is I have a toy poodle who... uh, I have a pet supply store, and I bring my dogs to work with me. Cool. And so my my dog, my toy poodle, runs to the door when a customer comes in because we have this door chime that goes off and... And barks! And barks! 
But she barks, heads but up. the worst part is she bites. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about people this. come let's in, they think she's cute. And they okay. want to reach down to pet her, and she bites. Yeah, Tom, I I understand. You know, this is liability. You know, in your store, and it's shame because you know yeah. you, you, all your all your clients are pet lovers, and you don't want that happen. So let's we talk with you a little bit few, through the couple of things. Number one, so you have a what age your dog is? At what age? What age? She's about ten years old. Oh boy! Now it's a grandfather. Okay, and uh, okay. The next question would be, how many years he is doing performing the same behavior? How many years he's biting? Um, she's been doing this for about maybe two years. We got her as a rescue three years ago, and this is a complete turnaround for her. Mm. She's really come out of her shell. Okay, and uh, so you got her. You got this a female male? Sorry, uh, female. She. Female. So you've got the, this little bitch out of the shelter three years ago, and the sh- one year she was fine. After that, she started to show that type of the aggressive, aggressive behavior. Yeah. yeah. Toward humans or toward other dogs? Uh, just towards people, um, but only when they first come in. After they get in, then that's okay. Okay. So when. So Okay, let, let's replay these things by ear. So I, I enter your, ho- I enter not your house. I enter your store. Say, hey, team, I am the world famous Russian dog wizard from Animal Radio. How are you? And your dog just jumps up. I understand the barks like AK-47, but you know, and try to snap me by the legs. No, no, she'll only what, bite what, you what if she you do? reach down. She'll only bite you if you reach down while she's charging at the door and barking. And then after you come in, if you don't reach down, she won't bite at you. She'll just bark. But after you get in, then she stops. But she's so okay, darn so cute that everyone's reaching down, huh? Exactly. So that's what that's, that's right. <laughs> that's what I'm surprising. I mean, she's barking heads off, and uh, people are so stupid trying to pet her at the same time. Well, they oh, think boy. she's so cute. That's why. <laughs> okay, and okay, and now my last question. Like, I need to like a KJB, like go over the thing, and after I'm gonna give you an answer. When she bites, how hard she bites? She break the skin? She touched it? They put the marks, tooth mark? How hard it is? Um, to me, it's not hard, but to a couple of people, it has been hard, and she does. Um, she has broken the skin a couple of times. Okay, so here is what I would do if I were you. I would teach her European manners. I would teach her do place command to the dog mat every time when the dog com- uh, when the people comes. But before before I do that, I would teach her stay away from the entrance. But before I do that, I will stop her from barking. Remember, people, barking is already biting, but has has not connected yet. So number one step to the process, you should stop her from barking. Team, you're gonna love what you're gonna hear because you're gonna fix. I guarantee you, ten hundred percent guarantee you're gonna fix it with the one magic bullet, which I'm gonna tell you right now, and you will love this product so much. So you're gonna carry that for your clients too. The name of the product is Pet, Pet Convincer. PetConvincer.com. PetConvincer.com. You get these things. One convincing air blast. Your problem is in the past. Now, Tim, just for information, it's a very unique little device emitting spray, pointing spray of pure air and sound effect, like a Pavlov type of the stuff. Very, very unique stuff. Like, like, like a snake. And the air comes out. Your, your little uh, bitch will stop barking just in one second. After that, you tell her, good girl, you tell her. Once she stops barking, it's a less possibly she will thinking about biting anyone else. From this time, here's what I would do. I would have in your store little crate. 
and I will. I know it's what I'm asking. It's a little bit additional work, but I would love to do that. Or somebody with your assistant would do it. It should be routine. People get in in your store. I hopefully they're not coming every one second. At least if they're coming every five minutes, that's gonna work. People coming in. She's you. She shuts up. You momentarily put her in the crate. And I'm going to give you some secret how to do it quick. Attach the clothesline, like a five, six feet clothesline to her collar so you could catch her pretty quick. Put her in the crate. Now, when the person comes in, he needs to be the good cop. You, team, is the bad cop. You are stopping her from barking. And that person giving her treats through the crate. Okay? If she's not barking, she will not bite. That's the general rules. She takes the treats, you let her go. From that time, at any time she barks, you can use it again, but she will not bark. And do it for uh, five, six people. At, I mean, it will take you just one, two days. And uh, your dog, like a Pavlov dog, instead of running to the doorbell <laughs> with the barking heads off, she going to run to the doorbell, reacting to the doorbell with the tail wagging because cookies coming, like reaction to the ice cream truck the kids have. Okay, you understood? Yeah, it is, like it is. Advice. Remember, Tim, key is correct, redirect, praise. If I was working with you, I would in two weeks substitute, and I do it routinely when I'm working with my clients in Southern California, crate for the dog bed. I would put nice dog bed, and after I stop her with pet convincer, I tell her place. Of course, I would teach her before the people come with the treats, with the love, and discipline balanced. And I would guide her to the dog bed, and she must stay there. People still can approach and give her treats. In five minutes, when she's already come down, she can come and see the people. Remember, those five minutes, that's even less than that. This is the very crucial. If you got to show her you're the boss, and stop her behavior, and control her within those three, five minutes, first three, five minutes, you know what, after that, it's less likely anything will happen. And remember, you're the bad cop. Visitors are the good cops. And do it on a consistent base. Do it with the crate in the beginning, with the closed door, after with the open door. And after that, if you're like me, Russian dog wizard, you can, instead of crate, use the dog bed. Tim, let's go ahead and give your store a plug. Where is it? It's in Waldorf, Maryland, and it's called Holistic Pet Warehouse. Holistic. We're also online. Holistic Pet Warehouse. Well, thank you for listening to Animal Radio today, and uh, let us know if we can ever help you again. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye-bye now. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Dean Kuntz on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. 
Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. This December, you can log on to their website for a chance to win a fabulous prize for your canine companion. You can enter every day, December 1st through the 25th at FidoFriendly.com for the 25 days of Fido Friendly gift giving. Prizes include jewelry, clothing, food, books, and a grand prize from Bissell, the pet hair eraser vacuum. Pick up a copy of the December issue featuring Hillary Swank at your local bookstore. For contest rules, visit FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. 25 days of gift giving. Just what Fido needs to get in the holiday spirit. Hey, this is Caesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. This is Animal Radio. As Thanksgiving's behind us, shopping for Christmas or Hanukkah, in my case, Kwanzaa, whatever you do, Whatever you celebrate, you're probably going to get your animal something, right? So we have some great tips of some great products to get at the AnimalRadio.com website. Plus, we're going to be featuring some next week. Is that correct, Judy? Yes. On next week's show, we're going to have some great products up there. Good. Also, I wanted to mention, still, you can get $3 off World's Best Cat Litter with a Animal Radio exclusive coupon at the Animal Radio website, AnimalRadio.com. We've turned on so many people to World's Best Cat Litter last week. We got a few letters. and Hey. It's good stuff. We've been using it for a long time. We're very glad that they're a sponsor. I think once you use it, you'll never go back to other litters. I think it's important to point out that we've been using it before they were a sponsor. So it's we buy it ourselves. Yeah. Also, $10 off One Shot Plus. And wow. We, we've been talking about the H1N1 virus and how mm-hmm. it can affect your animals, especially your cats or ferrets. Dogs, not so much. We, we haven't heard any reports yet with dogs. Yet. But if you have a cat or a ferret and you want to keep your area clean, this is the product that you want to use, the good stuff that you can use with your animals that will kill the H1N1 virus. One shot plus from Sterified. You can get a $10 off this week. Wow, it's a great deal. Head on over to the website at animalradio.com to order it or to learn more. Vladimir, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is with us, as well as Dr. Debbie, Vinny, Joy, Susan, Bobby, and in a few minutes, Disney is... Uh, wow. Princess Frog? The Princess, Frog Prince? Princess and the Frog. The Princess and the Frog. I don't know why I have trouble with this. Coming yes. out December 11th, it's the new Disney movie in 2D. Which is that a marketing concept? I, I thought two D was. I don't know what two. We'll have to is. ask Bobby about that since she's a little Disney uh, whore. Uh, what, what, what did you say? She's a Disney whore. Not that she works there, but she just enjoys Disney a lot. She spends a lot of time oh, okay. down there. At, she has uh, one of Orange those County. year passes or something. She okay. goes. Okay. I mean, I think it's under my influence. Under my influence, you know, using politically correct word on the radio, I mean. It, it could be. It could be. <laughs> anyway, we're going to have goodies and giveaways for the kids for Christmas from this movie, including some of these leapfrog and one of these, uh, I don't know what they call it, and I should get this information in front of me. I'll have it by the next show. Uh, but it's some electronic stuff that you hook into your TV for the kids. To, it's like a little Wii for the kids. Princess and, and the Frog. Princess Frog. Goodie stuff. And uh, all the information at the website. Let me tell you, the information at the website, a lot more reliable than the 
the crap that's coming out of my mouth right now. <laughs> Vlade, we're going to go to the phones in just a couple of minutes. You ready to solve some dog problems? Oh, I'm always ready. Oh, I'm always ready. Most dogs not that. They just need Vlad. Once we go Russian, dogs stop fussing. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Animal Radio, it's Vinny Penn, your party animal, coming at you yet again. Uh, if you were paying attention to uh, the last episode's party animal installment, you know we're doing, we're getting a little art house here, got a subtitle going. We're doing the Cruiser Chronicles. Cruiser is uh, my mini schnauzer that, of my youth that I had. Uh, he ran the show. He ran the Penn household for over 10 uh, years. Um I was telling a story in the last installment about uh, Cruiser eating uh, about 30 pounds worth of chocolate, probably, <laughs> and surviving. Uh, and now I've got, I've got an even better Cruiser story for you all, although it does start on a somber note. I'll just let you know, recently my older sister called me, an old friend of my mother's, had passed away, uh, hadn't seen her in ages, and she said, you know, we should pay our respects. We should go to the wake, and we went to the wake, of course, to pay respects. Really, I hadn't seen her in, in, in ages, since the 90s. When we were leaving, my sister said, gee, when was the last time you saw her? I've, I've been seeing her around lately. You probably haven't seen her in a million years. I said, Laura, Lori, I, I haven't. Uh, and I started thinking about the last time I saw her, and it was actually, and we were in hysterics, which you never feel good about being in hysterics on the way home from a wake. I mean, there's at least a, a, a sliver of guilt. Uh, but nonetheless, I said, gee, I remember what it was. She had come to the house. She was visiting mom. And while she was visiting mom, Cruiser took a dump in her pocketbook. <laughs> Not even kidding you. Um, the sick part is she didn't even realize. We always said that Cruiser acted like his, his crap didn't stink. You know the old saying? Yeah, you act like your crap doesn't stink. Well, uh, Cruiser's evidently did. He acted that way, and it was because it didn't, because she made it all the way out to her car. God rest her soul without knowing there were two dog turds in her pocketbook. I don't know if Cruiser was sending a message, if there was something in the pocketbook that had um, made him feel as if this was the perfect spot. Maybe he just felt like she she was a... Uh, uh, she would she'd take it outside for him. Uh, who knows? Only Cruiser knows. Uh, but inadvertently, this gives me an idea. The doggy poop pocketbook. Hmm. Make a lot of money out of that. All I need is a distributor. Vinny Penn, Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by. One shot plus multi-purpose cleaner attacks everyday stains, pet stains, crayon marks, mildew. One shot and it's gone. Call 1-800-874-7070 or go to oneshotplus.com to get yours now. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Blue, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. I just realized that. Cats, too. For, for a while, Petco didn't uh, stock the, pat, the cat version, but they do now. And we feed it to our cats. They absolutely love it. You love them like family. I do. So feed them like family with blue. The holidays always a uh, tough time for the animals. A lot of stress. People coming into the household. Just a couple of seconds, we're going to talk to Dr. Ruth McPeach. She's going to help us with some holiday tips. Also on the show today, why dogs are better than cats. I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. Did uh, 
Did Boog, the studio cat, approve this guest coming up? Why dogs no, are better I had to than keep cats? It from him. He wouldn't have liked that. Ladybug pushed it. She kept pushing it in front of my face, saying, do this one, do this one. Okay, a guest booked by the uh, studio stunt dog, Bradley Trevor Grieve, will be joining us with uh, Why Dogs Are Better Than Cats. We'll have giveaways. Dr. Ruth McPeak joining us now. Hi, Doc. How you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Well, you know, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, yeah, a little haze from all the food, actually. And I, I'm in a haze for like a week afterwards. <laughs> But I know this is a time of the year when it can be extremely dangerous for our animals, cats especially. I know that uh, our news director, Bobby, always tells us the story about a couple of years back and uh, her cat ran by a candle and a tail caught on fire. Oof. So no more candles around her household. There are, I'm sure, many other hazards. There are. Um, you you kind of touched on it earlier. The, the holidays are a great time. It's a really joyous time. People have family and friends over. And there's a lot going on, and you want people to be able to celebrate, not end up in the emergency room or visiting veterinarians. Um, but it's something that with all these people around, the problem is that people are coming and going, and the doors are left open. There's a lot of stress. Pets get stressed out by the fact that there's all these new people. Mm -hmm. So right off the bat, the first thing I would tell people is, remember during the holidays, just like every time of year, you want to make sure that your pets have proper identification. All animals, dogs and cats, should have collars and ID tags, as well as microchips. Even an indoor cat that's strictly, strictly indoors, they should definitely still have a collar and an ID tag because, again, during the holidays, uh, they can get outside and they can become an outdoor pet that can be lost. Uncle Louie will walk in and out, and he has no animals at home, and he'll leave the door open here, and the cat could get out. It's true, and a lot of people that are coming over to your house for the holidays, they don't realize that. I have that happen at my house. I have to scream, shut the door, make sure you shut the door, (laughs) and you want to make sure that your pets don't get outside. This is really all the time of year. Just make sure that I always recommend all animals have a collar and an ID tag so that they can be returned to you and not end up as one of the many missing pets and uh, homeless pets in the shelters. Well, you know, one of the problems that I have is I have animals, so I've kind of, you know, animal-proofed my house, but when I have guests over, mm-hmm. the ones that don't have animals, they'll leave their drink sitting there, they'll leave yep. the plate of food, and yep. it's, i got to constantly run around behind them and yep. tell them, don't leave that out. You know, with the holidays, all the food, you want to make sure, again, this, this is any time of year, but you want to make sure that your pets are not exposed to food that they shouldn't be getting into. Chocolate. Most people realize that chocolate is toxic and can be deadly to our pets, but, again, animal people may not realize that, so you want to make sure that, that the food is put up, that they're not, they don't have access to it, that you don't have boxes of chocolate under a Christmas tree or sitting by a menorah, because that's something that your pet may get into and end up in the emergency room or yeah, worse yet. I don't care if that box of chocolate is wrapped. My dog's going to find exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. They have a great nose, and they can get into that. Uh, you know, another thing that I always tell people to think about, and this is really, again, all the time, you know, all year round, people need to be careful with toxins, make sure their pets aren't exposed to toxins. You want to make sure that all the chemicals are locked up. Ideally, I recommend that people try to expose their pets to as little as possible. So if they can use natural chemicals and household cleaners that are actually natural, like vinegar and other things to clean their floors, that helps because it exposes their pets to less. Mm -hmm. You want to try using natural products when you can. Natural toys are a great gift for the holidays. You want to try to use natural cat litters if possible, like World's Best Cat Litter. Oh, I love it. 
It's a great cat litter that's, uh, you know, great because of the fact that it's all natural whole mm-hmm. kernel corn. And so it's natural and safe. We're not exposing our pets to any kind of chemicals. We're not exposing ourselves either. It's dust free. So that's a good thing as well. Um, and then it's, you know, has superior odor control and works great as well. This week you can get a discount $3 off. Head on over to the animalradio.com website for that stuff. We've been using it for years. Listen, I know there are a lot of foods that we need to watch out for. Some foods that it's surprising. We didn't think that they were dangerous, but like yep. grapes. Grapes. Yes, grapes. Yeah, that's the thing that in recent years we've uh, found that grapes are actually toxic and can be deadly to pets. Usually this is a problem with dogs, mm-hmm. and a lot of people actually will feed their, their dogs grapes or raisins, and you need to not do that. You need to make sure that they're not exposed to those. We don't know exactly what it is that causes the problem in the grapes, but they are a no-no, and you want to make sure that your pets don't get into those. And we just heard from somebody a few minutes ago that said that their their dog got into leftover uh, Halloween candy licorice with yeah, good the plenty black licorice. Bar- the Fortunately, plenty. okay, a seven pound dog, but yeah. that's uh, that's also toxic. What about that little piece of? fatty turkey that I have leftovers and I'm not going to eat it. Yes, that is very bad. And it's again, it's it's you know the the leftover Thanksgiving food, but also again, watch out for the rest of the holidays because there's lots of food around and people give their pets or their pets get into the fatty leftovers from any of these you know festive meals and you need to be really careful because it can cause a pancreatitis in dogs and so that's something that you don't you want to make sure that you don't give them that the fat and the grease can really irritate their pancreas and lead it into something called a pancreatitis which usually requires hospitalization and again can be an expensive trip to the vet during the holidays yeah you don't want to do that okay Head on over to worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio to get more healthy cat tips and clearing the air newsletter, fun cat videos, and a whole lot more. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Another NFL quarterback is making the news because of dogs. Broadway Joe Namath, Hall of Fame quarterback for the Jets, has two dogs who like to bite, according to the South Florida Sun Sentinel. That's not good. The suspects in four reported nibbling incidents are a six-year-old lab named Leo and a Weimariner named Stella. The Palm Beach County Animal Care and Control folks say Leo and Stella are both culpable, but a magistrate found that Leo is, quote, dangerous. Broadway Joe is not allowed to let his canine pals out without a muzzle and a leash. Let me just add a big duh there, Joe. The Humane Society of the United States is teaming up with a nationwide secondhand clothing store to collect old furs for a second chance at helping animals. Buffalo Exchange, most people have them in their town. They're asking everyone to clean out their closets between now and Earth Day. That's next April 22nd. And recycle your outdated real fur items that you may have to be used as bedding for injured or orphaned wildlife. Clothing can be dropped off at any location. You can find yours by checking out buffaloexchange.com or log on to hsus.org for details. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the smartest piggy of all? According to the New York Times, thank you, Hal, domestic pigs are. A study published in the science journal Animal Behavior found pigs can learn to use mirrors and understand reflected images. Researchers found pigs learned how mirrors reflect their surroundings and were able to find food seen in those mirrors. 
I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. Be sure of which common household plants are poisonous to pets like lilies, tulip bulbs, and chrysanthemum. And keep them out of reach of all animals. Some foods that are toxic include chocolate, grapes, onions, and macadamia nuts. Get more tips from Dr. McPete at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. Attention car owners, if your vehicle has less than 125,000 miles or if your current warranty is about to expire, this message is for you. You can now get extended coverage for your vehicle at much lower rates than dealers offer. How? By cutting out the middleman. Logic Car Care has set up a special toll-free number so you can get a free, no-obligation quote direct. $5,000 engine replacements and other expensive repairs will cost you nothing. You pick the repair shop and we'll pick up the bill. Plus, receive free 24-hour roadside assistance, free flat tire service, free jump start service, and low monthly payment options. Feel secure knowing each plan is backed by a solid A-rated insurance company. It's coverage that's customized to meet your needs. Get peace of mind about future expensive car repair bills. Call for your free quote now. 800-238-9082. That's 800-238-9082. Don't wait. Call 800-238-9082. That's 800-238-9082. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Jim. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Uh, just heading out of Columbus, Ohio, heading down to Memphis is where I'm do- doing tonight. You trucker? Yeah, yeah, I'm an OTR. Do you travel I... with your uh, animals? Uh, yeah, I got, I got my little Yorkie. We, we uh, saved her. They were done breeding her, and they were going to put her down. And uh, we, re- we really don't know anything about her other than we heard she was about eight years old. And she could barely eat when we got her. We had to get about seven teeth pulled, I think it was. Hmm. She's, only, she's only got about 22 left, I think. But, so you what, know, she's what's... a really finicky eater. And I don't really, you know, know what they fed her. I don't know when they fed her. And and she does some strange things, like if I, when I get up in the morning and take her out, she, she usually she wakes me up and then she jumps down and, Starts eating a little bit until I get dressed, and then out we go. Mm-hmm. And if my wife calls on the phone with that sound, she jumps down, eats a little bit. I just been putting the food and keeping it in the bowl, and I was wondering if I, I hate trying to, you know, to starve her so she eats at one time during the day. But what's the best? Well, you know, really, um, it's it's an individual preference for some pets, and it, it's a little harder when you get a pet as they're a little bit older, so you kind of have to go with what their um, what their personality is, if you will, for food. Now, which is different than if you have a pup and you start them off and you kind of set them to your uh, your program or what your schedule is. So if she seems to like to eat when you are around, then she's kind of what we call a social eater. And that may be something that you use to your advantage um, to kind of use that as a set meal time. Now, if she likes to graze when you're not immediately around, that's fine. And some dogs can do well with 
kind of that free feeding. But really, it sounds to me like she really enjoys eating when there's a human contact around, and uh, there's no harm in that. You can make that a kind of a household or a family uh, thing where she gets her food when you guys are eating, and then that's kind of the schedule. You mentioned she had a lot of dental work. Is that something she's had done fairly recently then, or is she recovered from that? She's recovered from that now. When we first got her, she couldn't even jump up onto the couch. And once we got the dental work done and got her spayed, oh, man, she's really active. And, you know, I used when I first took her out in the truck, and even at home, you know, after about around the block once, she was tired. Now I can't tire her out. Yep. Uh, and you know, Jim, that's a great point. And a lot of people don't realize the effect of untreated dental disease. And for folks like you that after you see a pet, once we treat, you know, a, a yucky mouth and get the bad teeth out, treat with antibiotics, then a lot of times pets have more energy. So that is not uncommon whatsoever. So, so if she's eating now, what do you have her eating? Is she eating dry, canned food? Does she have a preference in that regard? <laughs> she, that's what I mean. I have gone through, I have bought, oh, I don't know, probably two hundred dollars worth of dog food, and I can't get her to eat more than more than a little bit at a time. And and even like canned food, like the gourmet stuff, uh, I still, you know, I got those ones that's got noodles and beef and all that kind of stuff. She won't. I have to pick the beef out by my hand and feed it by hand to her. I'm really, you know, I want to make sure she stays healthy. Uh, she don't like. She likes chicken real good. <laughs> oh sure, I like chicken too. <laughs> yeah. Well, the important thing that I would want to say here, Jim, is that um, 22 teeth is not the full set, but that's more teeth than she needs to eat dry food. If we want to make that her preference and we want to make that her plan, um, dogs actually. I've had dogs and cats with no teeth eat dry food because they prefer it, and it's really what she's been trained to along the line. So it sounds like she's either had maybe some table food along the road or she's more accustomed to canned food and if that's that's what we got to do and that's what you're um, at peace with then I would say uh, you know canned variety now the other thing I don't want to get bogged down too much is how frequently she eats or how much because Yorkshire Terriers are small dogs and um, I really don't have qualms about the volume, I look at the pet's body condition. And that's basically the way that we assess the physical condition by um, looking at the pet, feeling the the bone structure and the fat deposits. And if our condition is good and she's a light nibbler through the day, then then I'm going to be happy with that. That's just her preference. And as long as she's thriving, I'm okay with that. So I would really look at kind of her physical condition, make sure she's happy, thriving. And if she likes that canned food and if you don't mind doing the hand feeding. I'm all for it. But I certainly, in my busy life, I would prefer to put the food down, talk my doggy through it, and let her eat her dinner, and and then uh, get to my dinner on hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dogs do thrive on consistency. So as best as you can kind of get your schedule consistent to make it easier for her. But, you know, they're here for us. So really, she'll adapt to your lifestyle and your schedule. Um, just try to be consistent with that and, uh, you know, give the baby a big pat on the head for me. Sounds like she's got a good uh, good gig sitting right by your side in that cab. <laughs> There's stuff that I love to eat, and I know there's something out there that she's going to love to eat. Yeah, you'll find it. We appreciate your call today. 1-866-405-8405. Some people can bring their pets to work. Yeah, We're very lucky. Try yeah, to we stop me. Bobby has her cat in the studio over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not even her cat. It's like the neighborhood cat. <laughs> I know. I have bring, my... Bring my... your neighbor's cat to work today. <laughs> there you go. 
We could start a whole new holiday, you guys. Like your neighbor's pet, yeah. If you're lucky enough to be able to bring your pet to work, that's good. I know a lot of truckers want to bring their animals to work with them, and they can't because, well, maybe you work for a food service company or delivering food, and they don't allow yeah, you. Yeah, there's some legitimate reasons why you shouldn't. Yeah, quit that's that job. That's why the French are so cool, because you can bring your dog with you to the restaurant. You worked at a place that uh, allowed animals, didn't they? It was a big, snotty corporation, and they used to allow animals until somebody got hired that had really bad allergies, and they couldn't handle it. So, you know, rather than taking a pill, we couldn't bring our dogs in after that. What did you do to them? Yeah, did you get rid of them? Yeah. Took them down to Mexico, shaved his head, and left him in a dumpster. (laughs) Yeah. But you didn't hear that from me. Yeah. We hope you hey, can bring your international pet. border. That's why it's there. Okay? I understand to keep you on one side. <laughs> yes. The element, Bobby Hill, the element here at Animal Radio. <laughs> Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions. She brings in her dog pretty frequently. Vlade brings uh, Mika in. Mika, yes. Vinny brings his kids in. <laughs> is, That's nice. They're like animals. They are. They eat all the food and they uh, you cleaning up afterwards. We actually have after the show every weekend. We flip to see who has to clean up after Vinny's kids. <laughs> Animal communicator Joy Turner, of course, she has her horses, and I'm glad that she pretty much leaves them at home because uh, yeah. it would mess up the studio. I don't want to clean up after a horse. That's a lot of cat litter. We suggest if you are a trucker and your company does not allow you to uh, have an animal with you, well, you got to find a new job. Nice! <laughs> Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A Michigan man's practical joke involving his pet snake might land him in jail. 31-year-old James Mel thought it might be funny to stuff his six-foot boa constrictor in his mailbox to give his mailman a scare. Postal carrier Nakima Anderson was making her rounds when she opened Mel's mailbox to find a snake looking at her. She then saw Mel laughing in his driveway, but she wasn't laughing and made a complaint against Mel. Federal prosecutors charged Mel with obstructing the delivery of U.S. mail, a charge that could carry a penalty up to six months in jail. Mel said he's written an apology to Anderson, hoping to settle the matter. He explained that his snake isn't poisonous and would only strike at something it could eat. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Let's face it, life happens from spills to pet stains. One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, eliminating the need for other cleaning products. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, one shot, and it's gone. Safe for the environment, your pets, and your family. Call 1-800-874-7070 and mention Animal Radio. That's 1-800-874-7070. Or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. Hi, this is Bill Marr. Every year, millions of animals wander away from home, and tragically, most are never reunited with their family. Now there's a way to help a stray animal find its way home. It's called Pets 911. Simply call 1-888-PETS-911 and do your part to help ensure a better future for our animal friends. For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio.
Is your dog a lucky dog? My dog is. She eats Lucky Dog Cuisine. Home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their Lucky Dog. Lucky Dog Cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from Lucky Dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit LuckyDogCuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. LuckyDogCuisine.com. That's LuckyDogCuisine.com. Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created Classic Cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your Classic Cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, spay and neuter your animal, and abusers are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. This healthy, helping of Animal Radio brought to you by Blue, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family with Blue. Hi, Gabriel. How are you doing? Thank you for taking my call, Dr. Debbie. Absolutely. What can we do for you? I have a little Yorkie. There's nothing absolutely wrong with her. She's in perfect shape. Well, no, she's in good shape. I wouldn't say perfect shape, but she's in good shape. But my well, good. We like to hear that. Uh, my question for you is, I am interested in getting into a, a dog insurance. Oh. Okay, yeah. I have heard a lot of pros and cons about it, so I said, you know, i got to find out from somebody who knows what they're talking about. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, um, you know, if you ask two different veterinarians or even ten, you'll probably get varied uh, reactions and responses to pet insurance. But I can tell you what my general feeling and what my experience is through the years. I am an advocate of pet insurance. Um, I think it has its place. I'd just like to make sure that my clients and my pet owners are educated in really what to expect and what are the goals with the pet insurance because I think that sometimes gets a lot of people upset when it doesn't meet what their expectations are. The first thing with pet insurance um, is that I always advise, look for a good company. There's a lot out there. Do your research. Find one that's been around for a while and that has good customer service and that uh, works with your veterinary office. Most pet insurance now is actually reimbursement insurance, which is different than human medical insurance. That means that you have to still pay that vet bill and then the insurance company reimburses you. So that's the norm for for most pet insurance in this country at this time. And the other thing is that pet insurance, the best use of it is if the pet is young, before they've developed medical problems. I see a lot of folks that get it later, after the pet's had, you know, a bad ear infection or started eating things around the house and had its first surgery to remove a bone from its stomach. And it's just, it isn't quite the same value if we start it after the pet is sick. And we have to be realistic. Pet insurance is only going to help at certain things, um, pre-existing conditions, congenital problems, 
it doesn't help. So if that's in your decision-making process, we just need to make sure that our expectations with that are um, are realistic. And, and there's all sorts of different types. So you may have come across in your research, Gabriel, that there is what they call major medical, and then there's the, like, the wellness plans. And I'm a huge fan of major medical. It's basically, you know, accident insurance, which we know dogs particularly get into a lot. So I think there's a great value at that. And just um, find one that works with your budget and with your expectations expectations as far as reimbursement insurance. You know, Gabriel, when I was a kid, I don't know how old you are, but when I was a kid, you go to the veterinarian, the most you could spend <laughs> was 500 maybe maybe $1,000 if something really went wrong. But now in this day and age, there is so many procedures, the technology has advanced so much, there are so many tests that may be done that it's just great to have that kind of security blanket. Whether you have insurance or you take money and put it away and get interest on it in your bank account, whatever, you want to have that family member covered. Right. And that's a great point, Hal, is that it really pet insurance or the pet savings plans like you've mentioned can really make it more affordable to still get that super quality care and not compromise that because you know us vets we're held up to a high bar nowadays you know <laughs> most uh, veterinarians have to uh, provide that level of care where we're doing you know oncology so there's cancers and MRIs and CT scans and insurance can make that a reality but not break the bank thanks for your call Gabriel one 405 8405 to talk to any one of the dream team right now This is Animal Radio, baby. Needless to say, we get a lot of books here to review during the week. Oftentimes we have to, you know, send them send them out to other reviewers. I can't read that fast. And well when this one came across our desk. I was very intrigued by it because it has pictures in it from an author or from a photographer that we've known for quite a while, Rachel Hale. She does just amazing pictures of animals, dogs, and cats. Doesn't she? She does beautiful work. You it's know a, her pictures when you see them. Holiday book, and I'm going to give away a few in just a couple of minutes. But the <laughs> the angle of the book. Yeah, what's the topic, Hal? Why dogs are better than cats. What? And, what did you say? Yeah. Why dogs are better than cats. And you know what? At first I thought... What you kind know, of trouble are you trying to start here? Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to try to start anything. And in fact, I, I thought it very benign at first, thinking that maybe that was just the title of the book. And then I found out that the author believes this. <gasps> so we had to get him on the phone. Okay. Can he hear us when yes, he's on he hold? Yes, he can hear us. Oh. Hey, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> I was lying low. I was lying low. <laughs> How are you doing? Bradley Trevor, is it Grieve? Yes, it is. It's got some curious Scottish pronunciation, but I'm an Aussie, so yes, just Grieve. Bradley Trevor Grieve. Where are we calling you today? I'm actually in Kansas City, which is where my first publisher's work, Andrews McMeal. This is who published this book worldwide, and after 10 years of unrelenting failure as an author in Australia, I was first published here in KC, so I come back every year, and it's always a lot of fun. Nice. Do you want to ask the obvious question, Judy? <laughs> Do you really believe that dogs are better than cats? I mean, truly? Or did somebody, somebody make you say that? I think that cats are wonderful, exquisite creatures that deserve it of great love and genuine affection. And I'm absolutely in awe of the people who keep them in their homes. But I think as a pet, <laughs> dogs are vastly superior on every level. Tell us why. <laughs> well, and I should point out to your many listeners that this yes. is a work of humor. Yes, of course. And tongue-in-cheek. It does have a, a very strong message. In fact, it's really an essay about friendship, and I hope at the end of the book people will reevaluate. They look at their friends on four legs and two. But I'll tell you why I think. I think when it comes to 
the English language, no word has been perverted more than the word pet. Um, and there are a lot of reasons for that, many of them commercial. Um, but a pet to me is not just a creature that happens to live in your house, however wonderful they are. But it's an animal companion, something, a creature with whom you have a genuine connection. It's not about ownership, it's about companionship. And in terms of intelligence and sociability that enables that connection, dogs are in a league of their own. In fact, there's a whole chapter in the book not about dogs versus cats, but how dogs acquired the status of man's best friend above all living creatures, from hummingbirds to sperm whales. Um, there's reasons why their attributes are, uh, are just help us connect with them in a way that uh, we uh, enables an emotional investment that, that no other creature can have. Um, but cats, cats become a metaphor for all the other creatures in this context. But dogs are simply extraordinary. And, and, and what amazed me and what started the book in the first place is I found out that there were 200 million more cats in the world wow. than dogs. Wow. I knew there were more, but that's a lot. Yeah. That's 20 million more just in the United States. Woo. Yeah. And so I said to myself, how is it that man's best friend fell so far behind? <laughs> and what does this say about society? Because in the last 30 years alone, the number of domestic cats in the United Kingdom, for example, doubled in just 30 years. And that in itself is mind-blowing. But in that time, think about the way the world has changed with, with communication, you know, the Internet, uh, mobile phones. We sure. have all these ways of being in touch, and yet we, we tend to be isolated, emotionally dislocated. And because cats have arisen at a time, when the whole world is developing commitment issues. And, and so perhaps this cat preference is indica indicative of societal decline. Okay. Oh, the Egyptians are so going to disagree with you. You're going to get so many letters. <laughs> now, wasn't there... uh, you know, the, the, the cat cult of Bath hasn't existed since 400 AD. And, I, and, and I, I'm, not, I'm not judging them, <laughs> but a bunch of freaky eyebrow shaving guys, <laughs> that, that, that's not who I'm looking for for leadership on this issue. It wasn't there a survey? just done on people voting on whether cats were better than dogs? What what were the survey results? Do you know? I've, I've seen a lot of different surveys. There was one in my home uh, well, in, in Australia recently. I was on a television station in Sydney and it came in, in Australia, 65% in favor of dogs, but that's uh -huh. not borne out by the statistics of actual pet ownership. As I said, it's, it's, uh, it's very clear who the most popular pet is. It seems that dogs, at least in my experience, are more present right then and there, and they want to be so loyal to you. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that makes them smarter than uh, cats, uh, you know, or... No, cats are smarter. Cats are... They're no, not cats loyal, are more... Yeah. They act more like your dead, beat, stoner brother. Oh, yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> Cats are waiting for you to wait on them. That's Dogs it. They lay around. They borrow money. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know that when you actually... Are, see, cats are not a social creature. And there's only one member of the cat family, and it is a distant, distant cousin. Of course, I'm talking about lions uh. that have a social hierarchy. You know, when you actually own a cat, you're impairing its development. People don't realize this. Mm. Um, a cat isn't meant to be part of a family. It's oh. meant to grow up and then have its own territory. Its territory happens to be your house. But if you have a cat, essentially you sort of retard its development so that it's neither a kitten nor a cat. We call them cattens. <laughs> and, and never... Oh, no. And it's kind of like those middle-aged men that still live with their parents. You know, they're kind of <laughs> kind of harsh on the soft furnishings. But I will say this in terms of science. Um, Harvard University and Carnegie Mellon uh, finished a study in 2002 which showed that dogs were better at intuiting human com communication. Forget about cats. They're better at, than doing this than chimps. 
Wow. Maybe the cats just thought it was boring. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know what? Cats are fickle and addictive, and that is, that is. But what what makes me laugh is people defending cat intelligence on a basis of, uh, of perceived superiority. Now, I put it to you that being slim and slinky with a button nose and a sense of superiority is not a sign of advanced intelligence. And if it were, Paris Hilton would be a certified genius. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Why dogs are better than cats, Bradley Trevor Grieve joining us. I have ten copies to give away. This is a great book. If you're even if if it's you're a cat beautiful. lover, it's it's there's some wonderful pictures. Here, I'm gonna hold the book up. One of the cat pictures, in fact, to the microphone. Hal, it's radio. It's a big book and it's a beautiful gift. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If it's not in your store, they probably sold out. It's definitely a holiday, good holiday gift oh, book. Great stocking stuff. For Why dogs are better than cats, Bradley. Trevor Grieve. Bradley, thanks for joining us today. It's always a great pleasure. I love your program. Thank you. This is Animal Radio Network.